things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Welcome to Girlfriend It. This is your host, Patty Lynn Wyatt. And today we are still chatting about your temperaments. And this particular conversation and episode, we're fo- focusing on your marriage it and the significance of Um, understanding who you are and who you are married to. This is our fifth episode with Jessica Pierce, owner of Thrive 139, a consulting firm dedicated to serving churches and faith-based nonprofits. She is also a speaker and the founder of Career Connectors, which according to Phoenix Business Journal is the number four networking group in Phoenix. And I just Jess, I know we've known each other for well over a decade. I forget. We tried to figure out the years of when we first met, but it's it's so fun to not only have you on the show, but to even catch up and go, how are you? How is life? And especially as we're unpacking marriage, just laughing at who we are married to, how much fun we have with our husbands, but uh, how we can benefit from knowing their their temperament. So thank you so much for being on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks, Patty. I don't know about you, but I love stories and movies like The Notebook or You've Got Mel. You know, they touch my heart in such a moving way. And I think it's because it shows that lifelong commitment of where relationships are meant to be. And we see that and it inspires us. It it just makes us fall in love all over again. But I know when I hear when I go to a wedding or, you know, you hear vows and it says, till death do us part. I don't know if our culture is changing to where we aspire to that, but we really don't have to, right? It's like, oh, till death do us part or until I just don't love you anymore. And we have noticed the rise in the divorce rates and the declining marriage rates. I don't know if COVID is even touching a little bit of that. They say in the last year, there have been like the the courts are full. And I don't know if it's because we're trying to do it through Zoom. I don't know how you get a divorce through Zoom, but apparently it's just an easy thing to do. You know, file it, comes back, you're done. Uh, But so many obstacles can take place in your marriage, in your romance. So how do we keep this crazy romance, you know, our heart pitter-pattering, you know, making us feel alive in our marriage? And I want to go into a lot of that has to do with figuring out each other's temperaments and really leaning in to the the personality differences and being able to see them in the way God created them with their their uniqueness. So give us all of your wisdom on this fact or the uh, not this fact this uh this matter here in in temperaments just yeah so um i'm gonna throw my disclaimer out again that i am not a marriage counselor (laughs) my husband is actually a marriage counselor but i am not (laughs) um but the temperaments the the d-i-s-n-c styles 
um, are very helpful in understanding um, each other and how you can engage and relate. And I do want to remind people, this is not a manipulation. This is truly honoring somebody for their style. So the D person, the D, the D spouse, that's the spouse that is driven, makes decisions quickly, will have hard conversations in the moment. They don't really need to think about stuff. They are going to make a decision, be confident, and move on if they're a high D. Um, so think about somebody in your life that's that. Um, I know, Patty, you're, you have some D, I have some D, your husband, I believe, has some D, so you guys have a DD thing in common there. Yeah. Then you have the high I's, and so I is, stands for influence, and so this is um, people that are of a high I nature, um, influence through people. So they're going to talk to a lot of people, they're going to make decisions through people. If you have a marriage issue going on, they tend to be the ones that have some friends they're going to go talk to about their marriage issue. And um, so they're going to say, I need some ideas. I need some thoughts. I need some, you know, so it's really important as a wife and a husband to have really solid friends around you that are for your marriage. And if you are a high I and you need to go talk to people, you do not want to be going to get the wrong counsel when you are going through a tough season. So understand that's why having people in your life is really important. So high I's. That's high eyes. High S's, these are people that are, that stands for steadiness, the S. So these are people that are uh, methodical in their decision-making, steady plotters. Um, they're going to be super, they're relational, but they're more one-on-one -on -one relational. And um, so being, uh, my husband's a high S, and so counselors are t uh, can be um, high S's, but they really need attention, one-on-one -on -one attention. You're not going to be able to, serve your a spouse well if you're playing on your phone and they're trying to have a conversation with you and they're a high s and you're barely looking at them but you're like I, 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 I'm, I'm listening i got you no no that doesn't work with a high s <laughs> they need true engagement and then you have the c and that stands for conscientious and so these are the people that are uh driven by datas and facts and numbers um, things have always worked that way why would we change it and so if you're getting in a rut in your marriage and if you have two C's in your marriage, and or one C even, and you feel like your marriage is in a rut, to that C person, this may be just fine. It's always worked this way. Things are fine. Things are good. I told you I loved you five years ago. That's fine. That should do for now. Yeah. <laughs> and so every style is very different. And we have to understand what those styles are. It really helps our marriage because it will help us adjust the way we're engaged with our spouse. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, you said my husband and I, you know, we're both D's, uh, but also he has a lot of C. So when we're even watching a, a movie around the house, the I in me has to keep doing things like to sit there and watch a movie uh, should be OK to stimulate my brain enough. But instead, I have to, you know, look at my phone. I have to do a little bit more work on my computer. And I guess that's some of the D because it's like driven by results, right? We have to get things done. So I'm just going to do a little bit more, a little bit more. But for, for him in that place of, okay, now you're sitting here with me. We're watching a movie together and he, he will literally pause the movie and I'll go, what are you, what are you doing? And he'll go, well, I just, this is an important part. I just, I want to watch the movie with you. And I'm thinking, 
uh, hello, I am watching the movie with you. So even that, I've had to say, okay, we can keep watching this movie, and I promise you, I won't ask you what's going on. Because I realized that's that's where the disconnect was. Don't sit there and do your thing. Get more work done, and then go, okay, who's he? And what is he doing? And why is he, you know, when did he come in this picture? And you can see how annoying that would be. But to me, I'm going, okay, let me decide if it's time to pause or not, because I just want to get one more thing done. But when you communicate openly and go, look, if I choose to, to keep working, um, then I promise I won't ask those questions. Or uh, will it bother you if I get one more thing done and you pause it just right here? You know, just communicate yeah. uh, what you're what you're doing when it doesn't match up to those same temperaments. Yeah, and you said something really important that I think is uh, important to park on for a minute. Um, we all have one predominant style and then most of us have a secondary style. And so you said you and your husband are both D's. You have your D style, but then you have a high I as your a secondary and he has a high C. And so uh, as you guys think about your marriage, like you, you, you want to think through what are the strengths and weaknesses of that, right? So um, you, you guys, as a high D, you probably get a lot of stuff done. I know you like to go hiking, you exercise, like you guys do that kind of stuff together really well. But then you have your secondaries. Patty's a high I, engaging with a whole bunch of people, and your husband is a high C, and so he probably needs his alone time, and he needs, you know, maybe he doesn't need five million friends. <laughs> he needs a couple. So, uh, but but you each can honor that for each other. You, he doesn't have to be you and you don't have to be him. And that's a-okay. Yeah. Speaking of a-okay, I have a, a friend whose husband is, I'm trying to think of what she's, I think If he gets really analytical and starts sharing, you know, maybe even on a political realm or, you know, I don't know, consumer report facts or whatever data, you know, whatever, whatever C's love to talk about. And she would criticize him as soon as they would get in the car. She would go, that's so boring. Who cares about, you know, the analysis of blah, 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 or who cares that that, that was the voting status or the analytics or, you know. And she finally realized he did not want to go to any of these parties. He already didn't want to show up for them. And now you have just dictated how he should respond to people, what he should say. And I think that was so significant to hear her say that, that she actually got, this is the reason, what, this is what I've done to him when mm -hmm. she discovered the temperaments. Because... There's probably people there that would love to hear those statistics that he was talking about. There were other C's in the room that found him fascinating. But since she was bored with the topic, she was going to dictate how he even needs to show up at a party. And, you know, especially if you're dealing with a, a man where we know that they, they love respect Mm -hmm. And talk about how can we most disrespect him is to say, I don't like how you show up with my friends. That's right. 
And so I, I, I would encourage everyone to um, either take an assessment um, and or really start to um, un try to understand your spouse, like understand who you are and then understand your spouse and understand, do you have things in common? Like, do you have, because if you have a, a style in common, that's awesome because then you can do, you know, stuff together based on that. For example, my husband and I both are high eyes. And so that's like our fun factor, right? So we can be super spontaneous and we, he can, he can go, you know, let's, let's do a staycation this weekend. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. So he, he dreamed the idea. Up. We both want to do it spontaneous, but I have a D factor in style and my husband has an S. So for sure, he's not the one planning it for sure. I'm going to get it done because I'm the get it done person in our life. And so I am finding the babysitters. I am booking the hotel. I'm, and I, I can do all of this in a couple hours. Um, but when we, within that night or whatever, if we're talking about what we're going to do, he has been dreaming about, you know, the things we're going to do while we're there together. Like, he's like, oh, what if we do this? And we go here. And so I've been in action. I've been taking action, getting stuff done. And he's been in dream mode thinking about. So all those temperaments together have are what makes the weekend super, super um, important and special to us. And I have to not be upset that he's not the get or done person. <laughs> I have to be okay with, he's probably the one that's going to get us an upgrade because everyone loves my husband because he's so nice to people. Um, he's the one that's going to do crazy things like make us go to karaoke and make me sing. <laughs> you know? Like he's the fun factor part of that. And so we, we have to honor that instead of get frustrated because I'm like, oh my gosh, I planned this whole weekend. You didn't do anything when actually that's not true. He brought a whole bunch of stuff to the weekend that I would have never been able to do. And so that's how we honor our styles instead of getting frustrated with somebody who's not doing something. And, and that's such a good point. You know, the dreamer part for an eye, I, whenever we go places, everything's a possibility for an eye. Mm -hmm. So the dreamer part of me, if when we go to California, I go by that restaurant and I see that they have clam chowder, you know, it's like, oh, I want to go here for clam chowder. And, oh, I want to make sure I get those sweet potato fries. And, oh, I want to make sure I I get that, you know, milkshake on the pier. Everything. And, and finally, my husband, he's taking it all in, right? Because they want to please you. They want to make this, this a fabulous vacation. And so he's filing it as a C. And he's finally realizing all of these things, we do not have enough time in our day. So how does he organize that, right? And then, so he, he will prioritize it. Okay, are we doing a, you know, dessert to appetizer to dinner to dessert again? Like, is that how, is that what your plan is here? And, but now he realizes Patty's just talking. Yeah. I like to talk about it. I like the idea of all of these options, but really what I'll end up doing is I'll end up having a salad there in our you know, in our, our, our little condo looking out over the ocean. And I'm totally fine with it. I just wanted the idea of all those things. It's so funny, Patty. Um, my husband, Mark, is just like that. Just, he is a constant dreamer, constant. And I, I would get frustrated like your husband because I'm the doer person in our relationship. 
So I'd get frustrated and I had a, a really good friend say to us, don't ask how, say wow. <laughs> and so now when Mark starts dreaming and talking and it's overwhelming to my brain, I'm like, wow. And he'll get a chuckle out of it. But it's like, yeah, that, just because he's saying he wants to do all this stuff doesn't mean he actually wants to do all this stuff. No, it's just the idea. But that brings such joy for me yeah. is being able to talk about it. And I'm, I'm the same way. In my house, I have all of these different seating areas because I picture when I have parties, there's going to be people out here by the fireplace. There's going to be people over here around the dining room table. There's going to be, you know, and then you have the party and everybody just coagulates in the kitchen. They don't move to any of these beautiful things that I have in my mind, what I've dreamed about. But the fact that I got to dream about it is significant to me. I find the idea of knowing that I have the possibility of, of all these things, which goes into when you don't have an eye. Like you said, the eyes definitely bring the fun factor. And so I have another couple that I have been coaching and they've said, you know, we, we just are not having fun. She is a high C she's getting up at six o'clock in the morning. And now through the pandemic, she just starts right in on her computer uh, because she's been thinking about it all night long. And then she's going till six o'clock, seven o'clock at night. So the, the fun factor is just being sucked out. And yet for her as a C, that is fun for her. She's getting work done. She's perfecting what she's doing. She's, you know, and, and she's a director. So she has a, a high capacity job and she's leading several people. And, and for whatever reason, that Whatever she gets out of that, it makes me want to throw up. But whatever she gets out of that is fun for her. But yeah, her husband's going, who who are we? You know what? And so he's out here. He's trying to, you know, start riding his bike. He's starting to do these other things to to find some of that activity outside of, of their marriage. And at some point you have to go, whoa, wait, where is the fun factor here? How do you bring the fun in there. And that's when you, you have to start writing it down going, what do I value? What is, what are we lacking here? How can we communicate to where we meet and go, what is fun for you? And what is fun for me? That's right. And whether it's activities to get, hopefully activities together, but whatever it is, you know, um, if you are of the, the temperament of the C temperament and you're married to a C or maybe a secondary C something, you really need to think about getting out of the house. If you have now spent a year in the house um, and haven't been doing something and you, I mean, there has to be a connection point um, with your spouse and it probably at this point needs to be outside of the house um, because we've all been locked in so much. And I know some people really aren't able to get out of the house, but like all, when I go walking in the mornings, I see couples together walking and that sometimes they'll even have their masks on but they'll be walking together quiet not even talking but i'm thinking ah i wonder if that's more of a high c couple like they enjoy that a little bit of time in the morning together they're able to connect they don't have to talk about a lot but they're there connecting and that is really important to them and it's fun to see the same couples over and over because you know that's part of what they do in their life and so it doesn't have to be something crazy and wild, like 
how can you connect with your spouse? What are the ways that they need to feel connected to you? One, one of the things my mom used to always say is be interested and interesting. So, so do things in your life that you, you, you know, for, I remember when, um, I had a, a ton of friends that were just, they were, I, I don't, don't say just staying at home. I think that's a significant job to stay at home with your, your kids, but that was what they struggled with is that when their husband came home, their husband had all these stories from the people at work and, you know, what they were doing. And they were like, well, she pooped three times today and it was a horrible day. It all went down her pants and it went into the car seat. You know, it was all stories and their husband's going, okay, good story. You know, <laughs> love that. And, you know, and then the next day, so how many times did she poop today? You know, so be interested and interesting, be aware of what your conversation with your spouse is. And then how are you, um, interesting in a way of, like you said, going on those walks, doing some fun things. And she would, my mom would pretend different days. Like today we're in Paris and we would drive and she's like, oh, wow, they have Circle K's just like we do. Who knew that Paris had Circle K's just like that? But she would look at the flowers and, and go, I, I love Paris. So I always think of that when people say, like, what are some fun things that I can do? It's once again, putting yourself, doing that mind shift, get, getting yourself, okay, today we're in Oklahoma. Look at, it's really dry for Oklahoma. They must be dealing with a drought. I mean, it just changes your conversation, but be aware of what you see and how you see it. Look at the mountains differently. Look at your surroundings differently as if you're seeing it for the first time, as if you're in Oklahoma for the first time and it just livens it up. And, and I don't know, maybe that's an eye talking because my mom was totally full eye, but, or do something in your city that you've never done before, you know, search for activities around that stretches your mindset, uh, not just where we're going to go to lunch or dinner, which Facebook is amazing for that. When you can go into all the different fun activities that are, are taking place. Uh, and then the most significant idea is praying every day for the grace we need to live out what God has has called us to do, and especially in our imperfect world with our imperfect spouse. It's it's horrible that they can't be as perfect as us. And <laughs> we we just have to pray for that. Pray for them that they're not they're not like you. And it's it can drive us crazy. Yeah, you know, it was um let's see, eleven years now ago that my husband and I have been married seventeen years, but eleven years ago was the hardest time in our marriage ever. And I mean, it was just, we were hanging on by a string and, um, somebody challenged him and said, pray over Jess every single day, pray over her. And he, we didn't really know what that, what he didn't really know what that meant, but he would um, get up in the morning and he got up before me. Uh, and he would literally walk over to my side of the bed. And if I was awake, he'd put his hand on me. And if he was, if I was asleep, he would just kind of put his hand over and he would pray a prayer, sometimes silent, sometimes out loud over me and just, um, our life and thankful for me or whatever he said, a whole bunch of different things. I am telling you that has been the most powerful thing in our marriage to this day. And, um, with our friends, we encourage the husband's. And the wife, but we, we, Mark will challenge the men, pray over your wives. 
And so, and then pray with your family, but pray over your wives. It changes the dynamic, not just for him, but for the wife as well. And if you're married and your spouse is not willing to do that, I encourage you as a wife to pray over him. Um, And hopefully eventually it will come around and you'll be able to pray together. But that I am 100% in agreement with that, Patty. And Mark uses that to this day, both in his marriage counseling, um, but just with our friends. And he still does it to this day. I think he has prayed over me every single day for the last 11 years. Wow. And, he, you know, we can go through all of these tips, but it truly is. And it sounds so trite, right? To say, oh, and then pray for your marriage. But it is the strongest gift that you can possibly give to each other. For me, since I grew up in a Christian home and I was always around prayer, I think I took it for granted. Uh, I, I met my husband when I was 13 years old and he grew up in the in the same type of household. So when we would go out on dates, it was normal for us to, to pray. And to this day, when we go hiking, when we go on our walks, we spend a significant amount of time, mainly because there's so many people that we have to pray for. We, we laugh about that. We're like, why do you have so many kids? This prayer is getting longer and longer and longer, but it's glue. It is glue to our marriage. And I, I take that for granted because I have talked with women that say, I have never, my husband, we just, we do all this ministry and yet we don't the time to be together and when I say pray they they sit down for a meal and they'll do <clears throat> their before meal prayer you know yeah. uh our our legalistic prayer that we do because we have to and we're not really engaged with that relationship with Christ versus the okay I'm gonna pour out my soul here you know and pray over each other and really truly hold hands and pray together. So that, that what a perfect way to end this time on, on marriage. And just once again, going through those tips of knowing who your spouse is, learning more about them. What are your, your thoughts when you think of daily, that calling of, of self-sacrifice, of living in a culture where we're going through so many divorces, it's just accepted to to call it quits um, rather than having that lifelong commitment, rather than committing to praying over each other, over each other and praying together. Uh, one tip: be interested and interesting. Uh, tip two: go out there and do something different. Have fun in your in your marriage, and. Once again, the most significant tip is is praying every day for the grace we need to live out what Christ has called us to do. So with that, it has been an honor to be with you today. Thanks for sharing your valuable time with us, Jess, and for all of our listeners out there. We are passionate about moving you from here to there, and we are created for a divine design beyond limits. Tag, you are it. Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.